ladies and germs, Boxy speaking. So, yeah, this is the second podcast. We're working and we're learning as we go. I've realized that uh, when I listen to the podcast on Spotify, it seemed to be a lot slower than what I really speak. So uh, I'm going to speed it up. Let's hope that I I can sound half normal. It sounded like I was falling asleep. (laughs) So this is a a squawktraders.com special. I'm going to do a podcast interview today. What makes it fun is that uh, I'm going to do a podcast interview with someone that doesn't know yet that they're going to receive a phone call from me live doing the interview. Well, strictly speaking, not live, but uh, it's going to be very live for us. (laughs) So uh, let me tell you a little bit about Shane, short and sweet. Um, Firstly, we will ask him whether we should refer to him as Lorelei. He's well known as Lorelei. He is an incredible human being. We're going to be chatting to Shane about uh, his endeavors and his exciting adventures with crypto, just get a bit of a background. He brings it home. He's, uh, you can relate to him. Uh, he's a retail investor, but he's also involved in coding, online experiences. But the reason we're going to speak to him is I'm quite interested to know more about uh, his online casino adventures in in actually building that um and and specifically i believe with a crypto orientation with uh, covid doesn't seem like we'll be rushing back to public spaces um so yeah if you're a if you're a gambler you must be suffering <laughs> anyway Let's get this going. We're gonna we're gonna try see if we can patch this thing over. By the way, yesterday was the first podcast. Today's the f- second podcast, and it's the first time that we're patching in uh, an interviewee. So yeah, we're keeping ourselves busy. Yeah, stand by. There we go, Shane. Mr. Boxall. There we go. So <laughs> I said to our listeners that uh, we should call you Lorelei. I didn't get into the saucy bits of it. How would you like us to address you? Sir? The Shane is good. Shane is good. Okay, great. So Shane, thanks for being surprised tonight. Um, I told everyone and gave them a little intro before I asked you that I've known you for a while. Um, so well, let's go live. It's almost 700 years. Exactly. Feels, feels like much more. So yeah. um, basically what I thought we'd chat about today, and we, we're going to keep it punchy. Um, uh, I'm, not, I'm keeping my podcast short at this stage. I'm thinking that my amateurish, uh, progressive learning experience here should be as painless as possible for the generous listeners that might be learning to follow this podcast. So what I said was we were going to ask you firstly about um, cryptos, because uh, although I knew about crypto long ago, 
that crazy individual, Mr. Slatter, um, told me about it uh, ages ago. But he also told me all about Bitcoin while he was telling me that the CIA are busy following him and George Bush yeah. had chipped him. Confusing. So, sorry, what's that? Which can be confusing. Which was very confusing. So, um, but, you know, you, you were an early adopter so far as uh, meddling with it. So why don't I hand over to you? And what would be interesting for our listeners is just perhaps start with like how you discovered cryptos, what you thought about it before you got into it. Possibly a lot of people are listening that aren't yet into it. Um, and just take us from there. Um, the first time I actually heard about crypto properly, um, I was at a conference where we, I was with a bunch of young entrepreneurs that were um, doing competing pitches. And my friend Simon said that he suddenly had the feeling that the biggest mistake that he had made, this must have been in 2015, was that he hadn't sold everything he had and invested in Bitcoin. And I had probably heard of it, but I didn't really think about it. You know, and I thought about it in the year afterwards and uh, yeah, it, it didn't really, nothing clicked. Um, but somewhere along the line, I found an interview by Andreas Antonopoulos, who is the godfather of, of talking about uh, crypto. And I heard something and I just clicked and I realized that this is the moment when the world changes. And I became so obsessed so quickly, I, I, I just downloaded, a, I think, his book. And I didn't understand a single word, but I remember walking in Hot Bay from one end of the beach to the other for three days, just listening to the entire book. And I, at the end of it, I hadn't understood anything. And then I just started again, and I, and I, I must have done it three or four times. And uh, I was staying in Arundhaville and I just thought I need to sell my car and I need to go big. <laughs> and normally, um, and I told my whole family, gathered them together and I said, this is, listen, and of course they'd heard that before from me, but I said, this is, this is <laughs> well, everything, put it in. And this is about six months before the Bitcoin fork and before the 2017 yeah, so this was only this was about ten thousand percent before the event. Yes. Well, so you say two thousand and fifteen exactly. Wasn't two thousand and seventeen the parabolic bubble pop? Yeah, yeah. So I, I heard about it in two thousand and fifteen from from my friend Simon, and then in early two thousand and seventeen is when I had my own bubble popped by this interview, um, and that I think. Um, at that point, Ethereum was $10, around about that. It, it peaked at $1,400, and Bitcoin was at about, I don't know, maybe just under 1000 picked and peaked at 20000 20, odd which wow, was 10, quite a $10, $10. Today and right now, the spot price for Ethereum, what is the spot price for Ethereum? Let's just quickly check that. Wasn't it... Uh, there we go. Around about there. Yeah, it's listing as two thirty-seven on Google, but that's right. Right. With right. margin, that's 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 quite an increase. 
you know, I, I, yeah. a lot of people lost them that might evolved late. A lot of FOMO. Do you think that at the levels that we are at now, bumping up against the famous 400-ish number, that the only thing keeping us at this level is perhaps the memory of what led up to 2017? And could it possibly... Sorry, no, you, you found me again. We might have just, lost Shane, Can you guys. just repeat your question? Well, okay, we got Shane back. Absolutely. So what I asked was, uh, do you think that the number that we're at, Bitcoin, 10,400 is, I mean, we're not there right now. We've been bouncing around the 9,200 mark to support today. But... We both know that the 10,000-odd mark is, has been providing a lot of resistance. Do you think that getting involved now for an, a, a, a new-time cryptocurrency investor, retail investor in Bitcoin, do you think they must be concerned that they're getting into the equivalent of 2017 where just FOMO is keeping it up at this stage and, and once that dries up, there could be a, 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 a drop into the crypto abyss, or do you feel like? Well, I mean, I've got two answers for that. Firstly, and um, go to new parabolic heart. to open up my own box. I've never made money in crypto. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I've only lost money, and the reason I'm still here <laughs> is because this this isn't about money. It's about the future of humanity. So I'm not going to go down that path, but just let that sit with you for a while. It's about a new way of the world connecting and transferring value. But in terms of this being a bubble, um, the, the, the safest answer sure. would be sure. dollar. Well, just to be quite sure, we're not saying the entire asset. Um, we're not saying is the asset doomed to gloom. We're just saying is the number that it at, is at now uh, the equivalent of the 2017 bubble? You know, it, it could, if, if, if you said you feel yeah. like it was, it does not mean that in the future it would not go to yeah, whatever so big The same number. answer is just that more the only way to invest in crypto is dollar cost averaging. So that means putting a consistent amount into Bitcoin every week for the next 10 years. And um, if, if, if you do that, you absolutely cannot lose. 10,000 is nothing. 10,000 is just the swans or migrating birds are in winter and they just landed on a lake and they're about to take off again for summer. 10,000 is going to seem cheap. Uh, you know, there's a risk of you losing because it right. is crypto 50% of the value of right. your money. But if you're willing to wait a year minimum, um, it, you know, it, it might be two weeks in crypto. Who knows? But this is nothing. This is the start of a whole new way of thinking about value. So, and Bitcoin might not be the 
be the end of the picture. In fact, I would I would argue that Ethereum yes. would be your your big bet right now. Interesting. Interesting. So let's move on to that. I remember when I got involved in cryptos last year, late last year again, um, and started putting some real money into it. Um, Ethereum, if you remember, perked my ears up. I just felt that the use usage of Ethereum was so much more practical yes. than Bitcoin. Well, at which that was time, the only use a lot case more for Ethereum, there were a lot of potential use cases. Ultimately, the use case was that um, we would create a decentralized network where every single node was a, what they call a Turing complete node, which means billions of little computers all connected together. But at that time, the only use case was ICOs, which is basically raising money for, for companies. But now that's matured into a market where um, you, you can build an entire financial infrastructure over this uh, mathematically sound product, which is uh, insured, which is, um, you know, has been backed by some of the biggest banking brands in the world now. I mean, there's not one country on earth that's not investigating creating their own digital currency, including China, which is, you know, within three months will launch their own uh, form of currency. And all of it has to be built upon a backbone. And the only backbone that's worth anything at this point and is streets ahead of the rest is Ethereum. Um, and its founder is truly, we haven't seen a man like this since Einstein. Yeah, I, I, I'm also quite impressed with him. Isn't that a bit of a paradox? DeFi, a, a sovereign DeFi? Um, yeah. You know, China creating their own DeFi. It's, I mean, they are, but I mean, so it's, it will be cryptography. Yeah. But yeah, well, think of it isn't like cryptography this. in the true sense uh, of it um, decentralized? won't be a, a decentralized token, so to speak. But DeFi, um, in order for DeFi to work, it, okay. it requires a massive um, uh, public and uh, economic interest behind it. it. It requires a lot of money moving into that space. It requires lawmakers and legislators taking it seriously. <clears throat> it requires a network growing. And when you've got the biggest econ economy on earth, taking this medium you know money is made up of three components it's it's a store of value it's a medium of exchange it's a, it's a record of accounts taking this medium as the most important as the president of china said the most important milestone for them in this year is how far their companies are investing in blockchain even though china might be centralized their own currency it just gives enormous amount of power to the decentralized finance network which will grow on the fringes of those big movements well you know they're a net exporter and um, the world's reversing its globalization orientation um, local supply chains are becoming more important so i wouldn't be surprised if uh, 
Mr. Xi Jinping wouldn't be inclined to look for a whole new way to engage with the global economy. So tell me, Shane, um, what I loved about uh, the numerous stories you've told me that just put big smiles on my doll is your online casino adventures. Um, I would say that uh, we should give this, uh, this uh, interview like another five minutes or so. So I don't want to miss out on that because it's tasty. Um, <laughs> it why don't you hit you us up at all with, the opportunities with all of that? In Ethereum and in, and in crypto, um, one of the most obvious home run opportunities would be a crypto lottery. Um, and what, one of the things that defines lotteries around the world is that nobody trusts them. Nobody knows when the money is getting paid out. You've got no way of knowing. Like the South African lottery is an example. It's supposed to support people. You don't know who's getting paid out. You don't know when the prizes are getting paid out. What if you could take the entire lottery system, put it onto the blockchain, make it instantaneously available to every human on earth on every device, and they had a universal token, which they could, uh, Ethereum, where they could just invest in the lottery once a week, it got paid out to five or six out of the hundreds of thousands of people that participated instantaneously, every single transaction which is tracked on the blockchain and is open to all, and you know a small share of that goes back to the blockchain company, it seemed like a home run. Um, so I, I was looking for any opportunity right. to get involved in blockchain, whether I was building it or investing in it or adding to a creative creatively and uh, that's my way uh, to uh, invest in that uh, project which was called and we gave it our own kind of slightly zen interface but the idea was that it's just freeing lottery and making it available to everyone on, on the planet Unfortunately, we ran up against an army of lawyers, which we're still trying to wade our way through because um, we can't control it and uh, there are gambling laws and every single country and county has a different sets of laws. So to create a truly free lottery um, is something which has never been done before um, and we keep uh, pursuing it. Um, Sadly, it hasn't uh, happened yet, but immediately um, a lot of money was thrown at us. Um, one of our investors was a, 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 a bank from Brazil which wanted to put $5 million into just to promote it, but it's hanging on the legality. And I think there are hundreds of companies out there in the space which are all getting tangled up in the legality, which is controlled by America, of course. So whatever moves America makes um, is, yeah, that's everything will flow from there. Well, I'm sure if Trump holds the next uh, office, uh, you know, well, one thing he's if I can just interrupt you for sure a second, Kanye West is apparently tools. running. Um, and, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and he's got the money and the personality. I mean, if, it's, I if it comes down to charisma, he could flip and win the thing. And he, he's got his own token, which is, is, is called Kanye token or something like that, which, which is being 
it's being integrated into the Nigerian economy. Yes, he they is may actually savvy. switch over to Kanye token. This is what I'm talking about. Do you, do you know that every single <laughs> player in the uh, I don't know soccer that well, but in the what is it the 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 FIFA or the European, every single player has been tokenized in the last year. So anybody on earth can invest in uh, that That's little incredible. success story. But not. But I want to bring this back to your success story. So I, I believe heavily in your success. I've known you for a long time. I've met your father, met your brother, done business with you. It's always been a success. I've always admired your projects. Your tenacity is ridiculous. Your strategy is impeccable. Um, you're a disruptor. You use traditional fundamentals while enhancing all of the above. So um, how could someone get involved with you if they wish to perhaps support you from a legal aspect, um, if they wish to buy in? Is there a way that any of our listeners can get hold of you uh, if they're interested to find out more and perhaps work um, with you in some way? With, uh, in terms your of interest, interest on the on lotto, lotto, no. But connecting with me, absolutely. My company is called Regency Global. Okay. And uh, we're based around celebrating amazing brands. So we're a global company. We work with Citibank. With, we work with some of the biggest companies in the world. And we are, we're a company that is focused on companies that are doing amazing things for the world. So Regency.Global, and you know my name. And I'm available. That's my boy. Okay, Wicked. Yeah, me Thanks too. Thank for you, giving us the opportunity to have a chat. I really enjoyed that. This would be the yeah, second podcast and yet the <laughs> me first too. And thank you. version and interview. Too. And uh, I loved it. All right, you too. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. Shane's amazing. I think you can hear that he's uh, ambitious, tenacious. He's got knowledge. Get in touch with him if you feel connected with his ethos. Uh, I know that he's only done great work for any of the companies that's worked with his company. Otherwise, stay safe. Stay happy. Don't risk anything you can't lose. And... Uh, Thanks for listening to our second podcast. This is Boxy from SquawkTraders.com over and out.